I'm Rachel. I'm Jason. And today we got a special treat. I think it's special. <laughs> yes. I think it's very, very special. Um, one of my favorites. We're going to uh, plot a plot. comedy from 1991 called Nothing But Trouble with Dan Aykroyd as the director, producer, writer, with Peter Aykroyd as well, who did Coneheads too. Cool. But Dan, I, love, I like Coneheads. Huh? Oh yeah, I love Coneheads. Um. I think that one would be easier to plot along with than this one. Oh, this was hard. <laughs> it was hard. But I, I love this movie. And I explained to you, mm-hmm. like, you know, when I... It's, it's memorable. It, it's memorable to me, especially because when I first became an adult and I had an apartment and I didn't have cable and I only had a VCR and I had, like, maybe four tapes, VHS tapes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I only had four or five, maybe. Mm-hmm. And one was Overboard, mm. which Kurt, I love. The, our Kurt Russell um, yes. fixation. I'm going to return to that soon. The other one was Money Pit mm. with Tom Haynes, which I love. The other one was uh, some weird exorcist movie about with Ryan O'Brider. I can't remember what it's called. It must be the only Winona Ryder movie I never saw. I know. Jason loves <laughs> Winona Ryder. <laughs> um, and there's something else. And then there is nothing but trouble. So I just like kind of cycled through. Cycle through those when there is nothing to do and you're alone. So fun facts. I got some fun facts. All, that, all those times you watch it, you never took notes. So now you had to take notes. I know. I should have. Yeah. And it was hard. It, this movie was incredibly hard to actually write notes about. Uh, like a lot of weird stuff happening. Had to things write are constantly going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things going on. Um, this film was made around $8.5 million, But the budget... Uh, oh, no. This film made around... Sorry. Okay. I would oh, say that's really cheap. Around $8.5 million, But... <laughs> The budget was forty million. Yeah. Um, this is the only movie that Dan Aykroyd has ever directed. Um, he came up with this story based on an experience he actually had in 1978. He was pulled over for speeding in some rural small town, and the police officer took him to the local justice of the peace in the middle of the night. Hmm. So Dan Aykroyd directed produce and starred a few characters yes i think he did the screenplay i think his brother wrote the story it said but he did the screenplay version and uh it said i don't this is not very pc but he thought of the reason why uh the john candy thing which we'll get to Mm -hmm. um he, he said that one day he got stuck in his head john candy dressed as a woman and he couldn't stop laughing it just popped in his head so that i had to bring that up in case i forget um ebert hated this movie so much that he refused to write a review and i guess uh when he was seeing it like it was during the week he was at a movie theater and it was like it was empty it was him maybe a couple adults but mostly teenagers they were yelling obscenities at the screen mm-hmm. and he asked them to actually yell louder and so he doesn't have to hear this horrible movie 
So, um, the navigation system that they use in... Uh, oh, the GPS kind of thing? Well, it's not GPS, but it's an actual company that was created in 1985. It was the first uh, map, like, display navigation uh -huh. system. But it's not a GPS. There's a difference. Because GPS would have to use satellites yep. and use Einsteinian relativity equations to be accurate. Yes. So, just a fun fact, I thought. Um, the film was originally was going to be originally was a lot darker and more graphic. Um, when they tested out on a test audience, mm -hmm. they reacted very poorly, and the film was re-edited and released. Like it got pushed back like a lot and mm -hmm. re-edited over and over again. Okay. This movie also won. Worst Picture at the Hastings Bad Cinema Society, 14th Stinkers Bad Movie Awards in 1991. I've seen worse. I know, me too. Um, and I love this movie. I, I really do. And, like, we have a secret review of Kazam mm -hmm. that is worse, but I've seen worse than that, too. The Kazam so. will be on our, our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if we ever get that up. Yeah, if we ever get that up, it'll be on our Patreon. But, and we actually... That was, that was a live review. It was a live review. We talked with the movie. Um, another fun fact is that Dan Aykroyd, because he really wanted to put his hand in directing, a lot of people said that this kind of ruined him a little bit, <clears throat> this movie. Yeah, your first experience where you spend a lot of money and, and everybody hates it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's always been really good friends with Chevy Chase. Mm -hmm. And Chevy Chase thought he was doing him a favor by being in the movie because Chevy like Chase has an ego as size of the universe and thinks he's the greatest person in the world. Mm -hmm. Any actors that have worked with him have said that he's like the biggest jerk. Not me saying that, but other people have said that. And I don't know him. Mm -hmm. So don't sue me, Chevy. Like you're going to listen to this. And... That everybody thought Dan Aykroyd was such a sweetheart and he would listen to people as a director, mm -hmm. which is really important. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how people are nice directors, but I'm <laughs> kidding. I guess there's all different types. Yeah. And Chevy gave him so much shit, like just get dogging on him the whole time while he's directing and he's doing two roles, producing and directing mm -hmm. this movie that uh, some, they didn't, it was unnamed, but an actor or an actress, or now we just say actor, we don't use uh, whatever, um, said that if he talked to Dan Aykroyd like that. Chevy Chuck talked to Dan Aykroyd like that again. That they were going to drop a brick on his head. Yeah. So. That's 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 my fa fun facts. Fun facts. Yeah, that was very dun, fun. Dun, dun. We need little sound effects for different dun, sections. Dun. Fun facts. Boom, boom. Or like a saxophone. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's better. I like yeah. that. Yeah. For every segue has a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Nothing But Trouble, 1991, directed by Dan Aykroyd, story by Dan Aykroyd and Peter Aykroyd. Um, 
Chevy Chase plays Chris Thorne. Dan Aykroyd plays Judge Elvin J.P. Volkenheiser. Mm-hmm. And Bobo. The, t- the weird looking he's one of them. garbage pail kids yeah. things. He's one of them. I forgot who's the other person. Uh, John Candy has... He plays Dennis in Adona. I can't talk. Adona. Adona. Demi Moore plays Diane Lightson. And there's other actors. Mm-hmm. I just didn't write them all down. I really didn't. I've seen that guy before. The, the Brazilianaires. Yeah. Oh, that. I've seen, oh, my God. I've seen that guy in a lot of 80s movies. I can't think mm-hmm. of his name. Yeah, I don't know his name. Anyway, the movie opens with the song... I don't know if it's called this, but he's singing Oh, the Good Life, which is... And it sounds like Frank Sinatra. I didn't check to verify that. Did it sound like I, him? I don't know. I, I should have looked that up. Yeah. I didn't. It sounded like him or someone who sings like him. Yeah. Some oh, Italian good, guy. Yeah. Oh, the Good Life. <laughs> like, because you're open on New York at yeah, night. It's, it's all, all the, lit up. It's all the bright lights and the bridges. And we saw the two tower, Twin Towers. Yeah, the Twin Towers. And it's all rich people. It's a rich people parties where basically the action yeah, begins. Yeah, uh, well, Chevy Chase, you know, comes out of a taxi <laughs> and he says something kind of racist. I can't remember now. Uh, I'm too he, busy writing. I missed it. Yeah, he says something kind of racist to the um, taxi driver and he has a cigar in the mouth. Another fun fact, Chevy Chase did do a lot of improv because he thought that he hated the script so much that he thought he would do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So that might have been just Chevy probably, being Chevy. Prob- probably. And not Dan. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Yes. And he's shown up to his party. Mm-hmm. He's the rich guy, Thorn. This is his last name. And then we have a scene where he's at the... The elevator? Yeah, that's the elevator, and then we meet Ponytail Dude with Chiquita Banana. Mm-hmm. And and another person, who I call it, at this point, Chiquita Banana Hat. But uh, I think later we find out her name is Rinalda, and his name is Fausto. Yeah, it's very confusing Yeah, about this. And I never even picked it up until this time. Mm-hmm. Like, the goofs yeah. with that. We'll, we'll get to that in a yeah. second. Um, all of a sudden, Demi Moore shows up, who mm-hmm. is Diane Lightson. She enters the elevator. She starts crying. Yeah, she has two dogs. Chevy says when he sees her, because she's having a hard time with these two little yippy dogs, mm-hmm. he's like, she get cats. They're low maintenance. Like, you know, there's nothing like um, when, especially men, they want to give you advice but really, it's not advice because, you know, like a stranger. You should get cats. They're low maintenance. Yeah, like yeah. a stranger. And the stranger just says something to you. Yeah. Like, you should do this. I mean, the guy was funny yesterday at Meyer. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. At first, I, I didn't understand what he was saying because I was uh-huh. daydreaming, but I had a bunch of beer cans to return. And he's like, Did you drink at all? Or. I I'll, hope you didn't drink all that. Yeah. And I didn't hear him at first. He was a baby boomer. And I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hope you didn't drink all that. And his wife went, <laughs> And then I was like, no, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which I did. 
<laughs> yeah. You had half the beers to return. I had the other half. So, yeah. Yeah, I get <laughs> Suck my dick, old man. We normally have contests who can return the beer cans the fastest. Yes. Usually it's me. Yeah, you are very good at it. I don't know what your technique is. I hate it so much that I try to do this fast as I I'm trying to beat you, and I can't do it. I beat you, like, once. Yeah. And that was because the machine was malfunctioning. Yeah. Well, I mean, that used to happen all the time, but they've got better machines now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start talking about recycled machines. But No, I <laughs> thought of that guy when he said that. Yeah, That's yes. why I wrote it down. Because I'm like, oh, why do they? Why do people, strangers... Like, have to, like... Give their two cents. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. You don't... Yeah. I accidentally said good morning to a guy today. Mm-hmm. And I... And you got some history lesson about... His whole John, life. His whole life and something about JFK. Yeah, I did. I just yeah. said good morning because he looked at me. <laughs> and I was sitting on my porch. And I was like, oh, man... And he was there for a long time, but I, I think the guy just needed someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Happens to me a lot at work. And so now I got to look out for him before I go sit on the porch. Mm-hmm. I don't want a long story. There are times when I do not leave the apartment, even though I need to get parts. Yes. When I work. Yeah. Because there's someone out there I know will talk to me. I know. <laughs> and I don't want to get caught in a conversation yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Especially when I don't understand what the conversation is about, or I do, and it's even worse. Well, I met <laughs> one of the people once. Yeah, Crazy Mary. Yeah, Crazy Mary. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of randomly went up to my window and started talking to me. And I, my kid, this is a long time ago, and I had my kid with me, and she was saying some gruesome things about her life. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I was working in the hallway one time, and she was talking for like half an hour. I thought she was on the phone. I finally saw her in the laundry room by herself with no phone. Oh, you thought, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. That you thought she was on the phone because she was talking to herself. To someone. It sounded like someone yeah. else. It was getting responses or something. But yeah, that tone. That Yeah. Yeah. But that is total sidetrack. Yes. Let's get back to the movie. Okay, sorry. So Demi Moore is in the elevator. She starts crying. She has an espresso maker and a bag of shit, which she hands to Chevy Chase. Yeah, well, because she saw that he had a piece of paper that said somebody's name. I can't remember the name. I didn't write yeah. it down. It seems important at the at the beginning, and we it was happening so fast we missed it. Yeah. But you find out later it doesn't matter at all. Not really. Not really. But somebody uh, was going to fill landfill lake. Lake, landfill, landfill, okay. It gave her a reason to be with them later in the movie. Yeah, she was pissed. Mm-hmm. She was a lawyer or something. Yeah, she's a lawyer. So she's freaking out, crying, and somehow she absentmindedly gives Chevy Chase her espresso maker that she was holding and the bag of dog shit she was holding as well. She was pissed. She and, was going to go call him. And it was a landfill deal. She sort of invites herself to go... She finds out who Thorne is, and he knows Sons or something, and she wants to go along. Yeah, in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he's like, okay, because he's attracted to her. Well, she asks if she can borrow his car. I'm a good driver, because that's mm-hmm. another thing that you say to oh, somebody yeah. you just met. Yeah, can I borrow your car? Yeah. And then 
he said that he would drive her there. And then uh, Chiquita Banana and uh, that ponytail guy. I didn't write their names. His name is Fausto. I found out later. I didn't know at this point. The Brazilianaires. As in from Brazil. Brazilianaires. And also, I thought there were a couple at first, but apparently the brother and sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to go on a road trip? I want to go on a road trip. Uh Uh-huh. And I think Chevy Chase just said, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, just to yeah. make them go away. Yeah. And, like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. They won't be there. They stay up all night. They'll never get up early enough to go to, to leave with us. And then the next shot. The next is, morning? Yeah. Is Chris is hungover, and he told his... Uh, um, Chauffeur? Not chauffeur, uh... Limo driver? No, what's that? Limo driver? There was no limo. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I can't think of what it's called, where they park. They park your car and bring it to you. I can't think of the val- word. Valet. valet. The valet driver to just tell her that he's not feeling well and mm-hmm. he's really hungover. Mm-hmm. And then the elevator doors open and she's wearing some white thing that mm-hmm. I guess is sexy back then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird jumper bottom thing that I had an issue with. But, uh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he changed his mind. Like, oh, give me the keys. You know? yep. Yeah. And the valet okay. was like, well, I hope you feel better. <clears throat> oh, I feel great. Mm-hmm. And Diane says, wow, what a beautiful Beamer. She's just admiring his car for a long time. Talking about it. And then we... I think that's when we see the GPS thing for the first time. Yeah, the E-Tech. And all the buttons on it. Which is very high-tech back then. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to leave, and then they open the garage door, and there's the Brazilianaires. They're all super happy. Ha, 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 ha. I bet you thought we weren't going to wake up this early, huh? Oh, I didn't look up where what country um, Lachanka is from. Yeah, we should do that while we're talking here. So the Brazilianaires get in. Uh, in parentheses, I have not wanted. And we learn Fausto puts a tape in called La Chanca. They demand that they put the cassette tape in and listen to La Chanca. And then Diane turns around <clears throat> and she starts speaking Spanish to them. But they're from Brazil, so they should be speaking Portuguese, right? This is never mentioned. So we, that popped out to us. I'm like, oh, you speak Spanish? Aha, uh-huh, blah, blah, blah. Well, problem number one is... In Brazil, mm-hmm. they speak Portuguese. That's what I just said. Oh, you did? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was looking that up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then later in the movie, I might as well just say it now, you see their passports, and one of them is from Argentina. Yeah. Which is not. Maybe they are from Argentina. That's why they speak Spanish. He just thought they were... But they talk about Rio, mm-hmm. which is in Brazil. Yes. Well, they could have visited Rio anytime because they're Brazil. They're... They say that's where we're from. Oh, they do. Yeah, hmm. where I'm from, they have we have the something wonder. Remember? Oh yeah, which is in Brazil. Yes. The um, the huge statue of the Christ. Yeah, that big Jesus thing. Uh huh. So it's confusing. I was like, if they were from Argentina, which it says it shows it right in the movie, Argentina passport. They do speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. But they say they're from Brazil, where they speak Portuguese. Maybe they're spies. Mm. 
Yeah, we don't really know how they make their money. Because they act really stupid. But yeah. they're obviously pretty smart. Maybe there was supposed to be more of a story to that. Yeah, I don't know what their backstory like is. Like I said... I, I, my guess is that their their parents were rich and they're just flipping yeah. silly, well, silly people. Also, which... you know, this movie has been edited like 20 times, I guess. Okay. So maybe, it could maybe been, there maybe there was more of a backstory to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need the director's cut of Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, I'm going to email Dan Aykroyd right after this. Yeah, I... We need some more Tupac Shakur. Yeah. We'll give that away right now. Tupac Shakur is in this movie. Kind of. He's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in it. He's physically in it. We'll, we'll get to that later. Jason didn't believe me. No, I did not. I was like, no, he's in it. <laughs> well, anyway. So, so Thorne, we find out Thorne was divorced. And... Yeah, Demi Moore picked that out mm-hmm. real quick. And Another thing that was probably edited funny, like there was supposed to be more of a backstory. Yeah, and then they enter the Jerseyvania Triangle, the combination of like Transylvania and the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, and you don't want to get lost here. But the Brazilianers want to have a surprise picnic. They're all about this having a picnic. Let's pull over, but there's like, it's just total factory, indus- yeah. industrial. industrial. There's, there's like huge trucks, like almost hitting them all the time. Oh, but I think right before that point, they go to the little village of Vel- Vel- Vulcanvania on the GPS. They they point their way to look at That's the map. That's where they're gonna go. Yeah, go through to get yeah. somewhere. And uh, I thought this looks like an H.P. Lovecraft Dagon village. Yeah, looks like you know some cult is taking over. But so they're trying to pass through, and then. The small town, and then the police follows them. Oh no! The they constable. ran. He, they ran a stop sign. Okay, that's why. Okay. And so a cop is following them, and he turns on the lights. Uh, I'm calling this the first plot point. Okay. And this is when they enter the realm of adventure and enter Act Two. Mm-hmm. We've all got the back, a vague backstory. And the hook of they have to go to a, some party or inciting event where they all get together and have to go. Mm-hmm. And now it's the first plot point and they get po- the police are after them. Yes. And, of course, they decide to outrun the police. Because they have a Beamer. Because they have a Beamer and it can drive well, really fast. And he's what's maybe, his name in the back seat? Mm-hmm. It was all like... Fausto. He was like, oh, come on, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And a really bad accent. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But... And they keep saying, push it. Push it. Yeah. But there is no um, salt and pepper in this. No. Um, when they were in town, I put this quote down that uh, mm-hmm. Chris says. And it says... I call him Thorn because Chris is so vague. Sell pork bellies, buy gold. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that was a weird... Well, he's how he's rich is he's a financial advisor. And he's the Brazilianaire's financial advisor. It's how they know him. Financial publisher. Publisher, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He has like a magazine for rich people to yeah. tell them what to do. So they're trying to outrun the cops. And somebody goes, we're winning. We're winning. But then the police, they don't show who's driving yet. 
Mm-mm. There's a bunch of like switches on the police dashboard. Well, like, no, you gotta, like Spy went, Hunter or. They went down a, a service road, like mm-hmm. for trucks, like an yeah. industrial service road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like trying to get in and out of these huge trucks carrying who knows what. Yeah, coal and. Yeah. Probably nuclear waste. Who knows? Who knows? And then that's when. They see the cop hit the switch. Yeah, he has a bunch of switches on the inside of the cop car. He toggles them like it's Spy Hunter. He got a mm-hmm. Spy Hunter police car. And hits the afterburners and goes, and catches up to him. Yeah. And there's something about Old Coke Road. De- oh, oh, he hits the detour switch. Yes. So a road closes like uh, like a... Uh, Gates close over where they were nor- going to go yeah, normally on the road, and, and it says it's a detour, go this way. Yeah. So they have to go that way. And, yeah, I might have skipped ahead. Yeah, and then they're dodging the tons of work trucks. And then, you, then we noticed it was John Candy's voice, like over the speaker, even before we saw him. You're ruining it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there was another cop, a female cop, waiting with a pointed gun at this intersection, and they have to stop. And he's like, oh, don't worry, we'll just get tickets, we'll pay it, you know, whatever, we'll figure this out, and then we'll be on our way. But then, John Kenny gives him a little of a hard time, and he sort of offers a really obvious bribe, like a bunch of 20s sticking out of his yeah. wallet. And John Candy told them to follow us. Mm-hmm. To the Reeve, which is an old English term. Yep. For like a sheriff. And... But he says, I won't mention the speeding and trying to evade me. Yeah. I'll just mention that you... Missed a stop sign. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because it gave him a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was weird that a cop was like, hey, follow me. Yeah. Because that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would follow the cop. Be like, no, you didn't detain me. I'm leaving now. <laughs> but that's weird. Well, they had a cop car in front and behind them. Oh, um, true. But that's still weird. Mm-hmm. Like, who gets arrested like that? Right. Was, there's a number of red flags going on already. Yeah. yeah. But they were kind of trapped. Didn't have much. Didn't know what to do. But they're like, we're rich. We can just get out of this. We'll yeah. pay our fines and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But there's no service in this area. Like the GPS thing. E-tech. And there's a bridge switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The bridge comes down like a drawbridge. Yeah. And then comes back up after they cross it. There's a metal sculpture in the moat of like a big fish monster. And they're piping in music. And the bridge raises, raises. Enjoy your stay, it says. Other signs are like Shire Reeve, no cussing. Yeah, no cussing. Mm-hmm. Thorne says, look at all those toasters. Yeah, there there's like a like lot a, of junk. Yeah, it's like a salvage yard. Yeah, kind of like junkyard. Full- Art, and then it went to, like, junk. Yeah. And Fausto says, there's some funky karma here, man. There's another sign that says, Valkenvania Courts and Schools, 1898. And that's the building they're entering. It's a huge, ugly, old... Mm -hmm. It's almost like a Silent Hill town a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) weird. Officer Dennis asks for everybody's IDs. They're in the court room, I guess. Did I jump ahead again? Yeah, I was trying to find it. Um, what I got is um, they step up to the railing, 
of the court bench, and they're going to have a trial right now. I'm calling this like the first pinch point, basically. Yeah. Things are actually going wrong. This is weird. And Dennis, who is John Candy, is like, all of a sudden is the bailiff, and they play a march, like, sounds like a fallout patriotic march. Um, It's a song. Um. And um, the judge is still behind books. You don't see his face. Mm-mm. Um, but then Dan Aykroyd is a scary old guy and puts some makeup and he pops up. Well, yeah, Chevy Chase was being Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. And Debbie Moore was trying to be respectful. She's a lawyer, so she's trying to talk to him. Yeah. And then Chevy Chase kind of made everything worse and he got mad. And he did this mm-hmm. funny dance thing where he was like, Ooga, 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 ooga. Mm-hmm. You know, it was weird. Yes, it was. I have a couple of things that he said. Uh, it's almost random how I'm writing it because so many yeah. weird shit happened. Yes. I have a quote. I don't know what the judge says. Spiders in a birthday cake. I don't know what he was referring to. I was just trying to write so fast. I remember. He mentioned that he was in World War One and he fought the Germans. Mm-hmm. And then Thorne gets upset, like you were saying. And so he gets up, the judge gets upset and says, you are confined till 4 p.m., Next tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. And then there's a trap door. They all fall down and land in a bunch of squeaky toys. Yeah. There's a bunch of weird ass contraptions in this place. It's super yeah. dirty, well, they, cluttered. Well, even for like, the judge to come, there's a bunch of weird noises. Oh, yeah. And then the badges, which is another fun fact. All those badges behind that, uh, the judge, mm-hmm. I can't think of the word for it, area. Um, that's actually a personal collection for some reason Dan Aykroyd has hmm. of different badges from different cops he killed. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> when he was that weird creature in Twilight Zone movie. Maybe. You want to see something really scary? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, but Dennis, John Candy, is like, feels sympathy for them for some reason. And he's like, they're clean. Got judge. I mean, they don't have any drugs. They don't have nothing. They just ran a red light or stop, stop light. Sign. Stop sign. But the judge doesn't listen. He says, "Go suck a bug." Yeah. And I think now they're still they're under the trap door and the squeaky toys. And Diane punches Thorn. So then scene change. There's a car driving at night. Uh, people are drinking in the car. They're going to the same area as our previous heroes. Mm-hmm. And then we see the driver is a Baldwin. It's a Baldwin. It's Daniel Baldwin. Yes, well, the, the, the lesser-known Baldwin. Yeah. Not Alec or Stephen. Yep. The other one. There might be a fourth. I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, so then Dennis, John Candy. Fault. My, my writing is bad. Falls out car almost. Oh, the, oh, the Baldwin falls out the car. Yes. After he pulls him over. And he pulls out a flask. He asks for his ID, and he pulls out a flask. Yeah. Like, it's obviously been drinking. And then, he's like, all right, we gotta go. You gotta... Yeah, they say something, I need you to blow. Mm -hmm. And uh, Daniel Baldwin says, blow you to get out of a ticket? Uh And then the girl, his girlfriend or date or whatever, says... I'll blow you. Yeah. So there's some uh, nice people. And uh, John Candy is not amused. And he's like, now you're going to take the breathalyzer. And he's like, you blew double drunk. And then 
Daniel Baldwin pulls a gun out on John Candy, the police officer. And then John Candy pulls out an Uzi. Yeah. He goes, oh no, don't hurt me. Uh-huh. And then he pulls out an Uzi. Yeah. Which is, it was kind of like the Crocodile Dundee, that's not a knife. Yeah. This is a knife. Yeah. And so he takes them to court. The court. Quote unquote court. And. You, if you couldn't hear my air quotes there. Yeah. And. And they're still laughing. They're still laughing. On drugs or something. And then the guy, uh, well, I can explain. Oh, I have, he goes, I have to plead the fifth dimension. I wrote that down too. <laughs> and then, you know, they got all their drugs, alcohol, weapons. They had like, like insane amount of like cocaine and mm-hmm. heroin and yeah. yeah. And they're laughing at the judge mm-hmm. and making fun of him. Like, Ugh. yeah. And then, what happens? They he hits another contraption button instead of instead of the um, the trap door to the thing where the other other people went with the squeaky toys. Yeah, they get on a conveyor belt all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It's under them and takes them to the bone Bone stripper and quote unquote rock music plays bone stripper. (laughs) And it's like a carnival ride or a roller Roller coaster. coaster. Yeah. And they get led into like this meat grinding looking thing. Yeah, like the it's like a roller coaster, and then it hits something, and everybody f- falls out onto another conveyor belt, uh-huh. and it's like these weird metal things meat or grinders. grinder thing. Yes. And then bones spit out at the end. Yeah, out of this tube. Yeah. And there's a target for the bones to hit. Yes. And a huge pile of bones. Yep. So they've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dan Aykroyd judge character is obviously very old. He mentioned he was in World War One. This is 1991. So he's, like, abnormally old. I don't know if we've mentioned yet that John Candy is, like, next in line to be the judge yet. Yeah. That happens later. I don't know. That's his son, or, I think, right? Because Eldona mm-hmm. is his... Oh, grandson. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't met Eldona yet. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to... Another scene where the female cop, what was her name? I, I never wrote I, it down. No, I neither. She says, it's time for supper. And all our original heroes, Thorn and Brazilianaires and Demi Moore, come to eat at a big table. And the judge descends from the ceiling. And they drink Hawaiian punch from a can. But like an oil. A like, weird oil spigot thing. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. in the old days, you put in oil cans to... Mm-hmm. Put an oil in your car. Like, a spigot. And uh, John Candy says, ants on a log, ma'am? Yeah. Which, it's, do he, people know ants on a log, right? It's celery with uh, peanut butter and raisins on top. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. random thing to mm-hmm. serve for dinner. And then we meet Eldona, which is also John Candy, uh, dressed as a woman, who is the judge's granddaughter, I think, right? Yep. And... He says, don't worry, she doesn't talk. She's been struck dumb by a thunderclap. And is it Thorn that says? She's, that must be a perfect woman. Yeah. Is it Chevy Chase that says? I think so. Probably. Somebody says that. It's either, it's either the judge or Chevy Chase. Uh, but we learn that the judge hates bankers. Even though Thorn is not technically a banker, he's 
basically a banker. Financial, whatever. Diane is trying her sympathize technique. Yeah. Like, come on, we're trying to figure out what's going on. Debbie? Yes. And then the stadium franks come along. They're serving dogs, and they are served on another contraption that comes up from the table, which is a toy train. No, not the dogs. Dogs were in, like, a steamer thing. Oh, they were? Yeah. Well, the condiments condiments were on On the train. On a choo-choo train. Mm Mm-hmm. And mustard train on gross dogs. And Chevy Chase sees a penis on his nose, on Reed's nose. Basically, yeah. The dogs are really gross. Yeah. Then the house shakes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, it's just the mine fire. Yeah. The mines underneath the town. Mm-hmm. It's been burning since 1926. No reason to freak out. And so Fausto and Ronaldo freak out. And John Candy's character, Dennis, says, I hope so. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, There's a pickle shooting train. The train also shoots pickles. He shot a pickle at, uh, what's his name? You keep saying his name and I forget it. I didn't write it down. Fausto? Yeah. And he freaks out. And they jump out the window. Yeah. And dodging Uzi fire. Mm-hmm. From the... The cops, the yeah. woman cop, and yeah, and Diane and Thorn jump up. The gates close. Eldona grabs them, takes them to room. Yeah, uh, they throw their napkins at the judge's face, and then mm-hmm. Eldona yeah. yep. drags them. And F and R must be Fausto and Ronaldo. We go to another scene. Mm-hmm. They're they're outside, but the only way across is to swim through a river of like. Looks toxic. Like toxic sludge looking stuff. They said mine some of what was it? San Paul? Sao Paulo. Yeah, Sao Paulo. And, and their dogs chasing them. And they get to the other side, they swim across, but Dennis, John Candy, is waiting for them. They, they, try, they try to bribe him. Mm-hmm. But he has pity on them and he hides them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said we're really rich. Mm-hmm. So so now, at, first, at first, he's like, what could I want? I'm, you know, I've lived here all my life, and I'm going to be... Yeah. They're like, we're really rich. You can... You want to go to whatever they're from? Who knows? It's supposed to be Brazil, but... Yeah. We have some questions about that. And now... Then the scene changes back to Thorn and Diane. She is crying something about her ex, and she always picks the wrong guy. So she, of course, kisses Thorn as she's saying she always picks the wrong guy. Yeah. Which makes sense, because it's Chevy Chase. Yeah. And he's definitely the wrong guy. Yeah. Then, I don't know, something changes, and she's getting a little hysterical, and she turns around and leaves him and goes, oh, you're nothing but trouble. Yeah. Which is the name of the movie. Yeah. Originally, the movie was supposed to be called um, something else. I forgot. I think it was... Uh, what's her Vulcan's or Vulcan Stein or Vulcan Vulcanvania? Vulcanvania. It was supposed to be called, and it was supposed mm. to originally be released on Halloween, mm-hmm. and it didn't get released. I think it's definitely a horror movie. Yeah, like a comedy horror movie. And it didn't get released until like the February after. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like remember the Burbs. It's yeah. kind of like a comedy horror. Yeah. I love that movie, too. I think that was another movie I had. Probably. Yeah, I saw that at the Harbor Theater, I remember. 
I didn't. That's the one time that we probably weren't there together oh, yeah. without knowing each other. <laughs> Did you see Kindergarten Cop yeah, there? Yeah, of course I saw Kindergarten Cop there. We probably were there at the same time. <laughs> was there a little girl kicking your seat? Probably. It was packed. It was probably all me. Of this, all of the whole town wanted to see Kindergarten Cop. It was probably me kicking your seat. Everyone was all about it. Ghostbusters 2, I saw there too. Me too. We probably mentioned this in a previous episode. I'm sure we did. But we haven't had an episode in a while. Yeah, because I suck at <laughs> editing. No, it's just difficult. Time. Yeah, time. Anyway, she Diane lays down. She's going to sleep, I guess. We see a portrait of John Candy, who is like an ancestor of John Candy, but it is a woman. And then the, there are holes in the eyes, like every, you know, cliche, um, spooky horror yeah. show. And then Chevy tries to be a creep, and he's putting his arm around mm-hmm. Diane, even though she's sleeping, mm-hmm. like a creepo. And the bed goes topsy-turvy. You mean like you to me every night? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if my foot touches you, you're like, eh! And you're in the middle of the bed. The bed should be divided in half. I don't believe that I'm in the middle of the bed. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Anyway. So, where am I now? The bed, the bed flips over. It goes around... Crazy, and they're like, "Whoa!" Somehow they're still in the bed, even though it, like it turned totally to the three hundred and sixty. Yeah, and then and all of a sudden, an attic door open or a door mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. and Chris hits his head, and that was a booby trap by the state. Hold on, yeah, he hit, hits his head, and when he opens the attic. It's full of IDs with missing people's news clippings. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, wait, wait. First, be, right before that, there's a, a room with bats and a pile of guano. There's a bunch of different mm. different doors down the hallway, like Scooby-Doo doors. I thought that was after. It was right before. Was it? Then there's a wall. The end wall starts coming at them like it's going to crush them. And then they find the attic room with the, all the IDs hanging. Yep. And what was one of the people... I, Jimmy Hoffa. Yep. There's a article about Jimmy Hoffa missing and then his ID, mm-hmm. which I thought that was funny. And, and then uh, finally they realized they're all bankers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Handled money. Yep. Didn't actually work. Yeah. Just handled money. Chris finds a skeleton and screams like a lady. Mm-hmm. Then there's a quick flash to Eldona. Welding something. With the BMW. She's taking it apart. Oh, okay. That's what's happening. Yeah. And then we go back to Thorn smoking cigars. Diane as well. Mm-hmm. There's an attic egress button. The door opens. And they slide down the slide. Yes. And then they end up going... In two different, two different directions. directions. Diane ends up outside. Thorn lands in a pile of bones. But he's in a wall still. And through a crack in the wall, a hole in the wall, he can see the judge where his bedroom is. Yes. And you see the judge more closely, and he's like, oh, you always were a handsome devil. And he removes his hairpiece, 
He removes his nose, yeah. which is a false nose, so he looks like a zombie kind of yeah, zombie nose. Faldi. He pulls off a fake leg. He gets in bed and farts. He too did. Mm-hmm. Did a little too. Then we go back to Diane, who's outside, and she finds the beamer. Mm-hmm. And she calls on the cell phone, 911, but it, nothing works. So, but she's in the scrapyard, and she runs into the dumb twins. Or she hears them from a distance, yeah. and they're talking amongst themselves. They're yelling at each other about being fat. Yeah, he's like, you were, we were, you were so fat we couldn't finish high school. Yeah. <laughs> what? How does that work? I don't know. I have no idea. But, um... And then... And they're complaining about the judge. Yeah, they hate the judge. They're mm-hmm. not allowed inside. Mm-hmm. And they look like two babies. Like yeah. Really two fat, greasy babies. Garbage pale kids. Yeah. Giant babies. And Dan Ackroyd... <clears throat> I can't even talk right now. Mm-hmm. He plays Bobo and Little Double. Mm. I don't know who plays them, but... Little Double. Yeah. Double. Then I get her... But Eldona gets her and is about to throw her into the fire pit, which is like the mine fire, which is blowing Going below crazy. the whole town. Yeah. But the twins beg to let her go. We just want to play with her, Bobo and Little Devil. And they're like, hi, we're not allowed in the house. Yeah. <laughs> hi. <laughs> it's good to know that immediately about someone. Yeah. I want everybody's flaws, like told <laughs> To me. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I pee a little when I laugh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I snore loudly. You do. Um, so then, I'm wondering if this is around the midpoint. We start learning things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it hasn't quite happened yet with um, Bobo and Little Devil, where Diane starts to learn things about what's ex- more, what's going on. Well, they've been learning things along the way. But I'm saying at this point, we go back to Chevy Chase, and he's still looking at more stuff in that room of the judges. He sees them take the oil of youth. Oil o youth, and it's spelled all funky. Mm-hmm. So that's how he's lived so long, apparently. Yeah. And Judge gets a call. Yep, like uh, intercom. Yeah. And a hearse pulls up. And this is totally unrelated to the plot whatsoever. This is just an addition that they wanted to put in, apparently. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the plot. But it's a very long section here where Digital Underground is has been pulled over in their hearse. They drive a hearse. And it's the Humpty guy. What's his name? Um, uh, Humpty. It's just Humpty. All right. The Humpty Dance uh-huh. is your chance to do the hump. Mm-hmm. Oh, do me, baby. Do the hump, do hump. Okay, sir. Yep. Yeah, he wears the fake nose, etc. Maybe and that's he, why. And he says, I think before they they leave, but he's, they're looking around in this area, and they're like, it's been a, it's like a cross-burning Puckerwood police bitch, man. Oh, to the, about the female cop. Okay. And then we're back to Chevy Chase climbing through the bones again. Mm-hmm. And the judge finds him, attacks. I'm going to stick you. Well, he goes through the hole, because yeah. the judge gets pulled down, but he comes back up for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he sees Chevy... And he's trying to get Thorn, but Thorn, Chevy Chase, steps in a bedpan. Yeah. And uses it as a shield against the knife that he's trying to stab him with. Mm-hmm. And he clang, clang, clang with his bedpan on his foot. 
And as he's escaping, he runs into Eldona, who grabs him. Yep. Mm, she makes like a weird. Yeah, she holds him. Like she's goes, in love. Mm. Like John Candy dressed as a woman is in love with Chevy Chase. Yep. And now, all of a sudden, the judge is like, well, you should marry Eldona. Dun, dun, dun. And then we switch back to the trial of Humpty. Mm-hmm. And digital, digital underground, underground, which I accidentally said Velvet Underground. Yes. Yeah, you were like <laughs> Velvet Underground. I was like, no. When Tupac was with Velvet Underground. Yeah, Lou, Lou Reed and Tupac, Tupac. Shakur. Yes. <laughs> That'd have been a hell of an album, huh? Hey, man, take a walk on the wild side. Hmm. I can't think. And of then it. now you don't have any Tupac lyrics, huh? I do, I should. I love Tupac, actually. I can't think mm-hmm. of a Tupac song. You're on, you're on the spot. How long have you wanted? I don't even remember the words. Oh, well, there you go. There. <laughs> so, they're back in the trial of Digital Underground, and um, Dennis is like, oh, they're musicians. He's like, well, let me see the musical items. Awesome. And um, wait, and then it goes back again. Yeah. Eldona seducing Thorn. Uh, she has one of those. I can't think of those privacy like dressing. Yes. Like uh, the kind of paper. I can't yeah. think of the call. There's a name for them. And I can't think neither, of it. Neither of us can remember. But change, she's but like change. showing him underwear, and he's uh-huh. like, "No." And then she grabs a like a girdle thing or a garter uh-huh. belt thing, and. He's like, yeah. Uh-huh. He's and just, she's like, He's just trying to play along. And then he's like chained too this whole yeah, time, but he's, he's sitting chained. on the couch. And then uh, and the, the bitch cop, the the woman cop. I didn't mean bitch as a woman. I mean she's just bitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Aldona. He can't see you on your special day. Mm-hmm. And then, like special day. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, we're getting married right now. What? And then it flashes again to the twins, the garbage, garbage pill twins and Diane playing cards. I put Diane plays cards with wiener-looking twins. Yeah. And one of them is like, if I win, I get Diane. And then, which is super creepy and scary. Mm-hmm. But Demi Moore is like, no, little devil. Yeah. And then it's all okay, I guess. I and then we go back to Digital Underground performing their songs. Yeah. Because the judge demands it. And then you proved to me that Tupac Shakur was in this. He's the one singing the backup. Yeah. It's his first movie de- debut, actually. Wow. He's been in a couple. Yeah. And that was his first. And and as they're playing, the judge likes it, and he starts playing the organ yeah. to the song. <laughs> and it and it's good. Yeah. And uh And then and the girls dance on him, the gross judge. Yeah. And Tupac loves it. He, He's, he really smiles really big after the girls are dancing on the gross judge. Yep. Um, and I gotta state that the girls are in outfits that you would cringe if I wore because of the colors. Yeah, they're like, they're like fly girls. Yeah. yeah. I always <laughs> wanted to dress like a fly girl. <laughs> but I know you're just gonna give me shit. <laughs> I will have fun making fun of you. I know. <laughs> I'd be like, I feel sexy. And I'll start dancing, and you would be like, <laughs> In living color. Yeah. <clears throat> I would. I have that creepy bathing suit that you hate. 
Well, I, was... I, thought, I thought you were going to talk about Katana's outfit. Oh, oh Kat- Well, Katana's is not that bright, though. No, but it says sweet all across the chest. Yeah, which it's is a kind crop of top. Crop top. And it says sweet. And we bought it at Target. Yeah. I bought it for Katana. Yeah, as a joke. Yeah. <sighs> Nobody knows about Mongoose and Katana yet. No, we'll they don't. Save, we'll have to save that for General Muckery at the end. Yeah. He set them free... Yeah, where's all fines? You're free to go home. But there is another matter. Dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Back to Judge and Thorn. I'm calling this the first pinch. I'd be willing to blind. I'd be willing to be blind to your banker's blood if you marry Eldona, and if you take care of her needs. He's like her needs, and he pud says, collar? "Slip on a pud collar." That's a pud collar. Exactly. Is it an old school term for what exactly? I don't know. Is it like wearing a dildo over your real thing? That's what it made me think of. I didn't think of that at all, Jason, and I'm the pervert. Yeah, because that's, it sounded really gross. Um, Are you sure you want to type that into the internet right now? (laughs) You, this will be haunting you forever if you do this. I doubt it's anything. Oh, a cock ring. Okay. Yeah. Sort of. I was sort of right. Yeah, it's a cock ring to make your penis hard because you can't get hard. Okay. So. Because it's John Candy. I think John Candy is a beautiful man and, and a woman. Somebody says, hit it. Yeah. And then Eldona is a bride. She dresses as a bride. And the judge is like beaming about Eldona, like, oh, she's such a good woman. You'll never have car trouble. They're like, they were singing, tied the knot, tied, tied the knot, Ooh. digital underground. Oh, that's had, who said beat it. They had them sing for the that's wedding. That was, we'll set you free, but. Oh, they had to sing for the wedding. Yeah. Or play for the wedding. And they're going, tied the knot, tied, tied the knot. <laughs> oh. Why and, does nobody give them shit like they give Vanilla Ice for Go Ninja, then, Go Ninja, Go? I thought that was beautiful lyrics. I don't know why anybody <laughs> had problems with that. I do like ninjas. I do. <laughs> um, speaking of ninjas. Um, but anyway, uh, also, they were going, dun, 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 like, mm-hmm. with their voices. And I thought that was really funny, too. Well, I remember how I sing that when the dogs come inside. Here come the dogs, here come the dogs, here come the dogs to destroy all you own. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. Um, so, Adonis, Adonis, (laughs) (laughs) comes down in this crazy wedding dress that is, like, insane. Like, it was the most insane wedding dress and they get married. He uh, mumbles, I do. They are officially married because he's a judge. And you may kiss the bride now. Oh, he begs uh, Digital Underground for help. Because mm-hmm. he had to say, I do. He was like, can I help? Mm-hmm. And Digital Underground was like, one of the guys, I don't know who it is. It's mm-hmm. not Humpty. It's not mm-hmm. Tupac. Says, I was nervous on my wedding night, too. Like, like, he's like, hold me! Uh-huh. And they're like, I was nervous on my wedding night, too. 
And then they left. Then they get to go. And then the judge get pissed. And then uh-huh. he pushes the button. He's like, oh, you ain't family material anyway. And he puts him on the bone stripper coaster that we saw earlier. Bone stripper! Yeah. But the machines break for some reason. Yeah, bro. They just happen to break. Just, it just happened. Just It just happens. Conveniently. Yeah. But he goes through the whole pipe, and he didn't get chopped up into bones. Mm-mm. He just comes out whole through the pipe. With the bones. And lands on the pile of bones. Yeah. And then they find out, and they're like, damn thing blew a belt. Which I'm like, is this the, right before that, the second plot point, the darkest moment when he thought he was going to be killed. Yeah. For, well, he gets married. He did to, get married. Did get married to John Candy. And then <laughs> they decide to kill him. Yeah. So I call it the darkest moment for the main character of the movie. So that was the second plot point. But then he survives. So I'm, th- I'm saying this is near the beginning of Act 3. The climax is beginning right now, I think. Right? Okay. And it shows Dennis is packing. Mm-hmm. Dennis, John Candy, who was on, you know, the weirdo side at first, but he's like, I'm, he's always sympathetic to the people that they, you know, arrested. Yeah. Most cops are bastards, but he, John Candy is not. Um, there's something about a greater teen, which is some other contraption they have. Blades cut watermelons. Oh, oh, they have Diane tied. Oh, donut. Because of that, uh, fiasco with the, mm-hmm. him like asking for help and not wanting and mm-hmm. broke Aldona's heart. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He um had her go Aldona got pissed and went and found cuz she, she thought maybe they were in love, Diane mm-hmm. and Okay. Oh, so she went to find Diane as revenge. Yeah. yeah. And the Reeves like on the intercom like go get your friend Diane, you know, you come here and, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, here, I'll let you talk to her. And she goes over the two-way mm-hmm. radio and says, run for your life! Get yeah. the hell out of here! Right, exactly. Right before that, though, he asks her if she wants a mint candy. Mint candy. Mm-hmm. While she's tied under the seat. Well, they demonstrate the greater team. Which, yeah, with, which, with the watermelons. It's a bunch of blades that land on a bunch of watermelons and chop them. Yeah. And then she, then they put her under the same spot. Yep. And then she's like, run for your life! Like, she's sacrificing herself for I Thorn? Yeah. Like, she then must be a stupid woman. They grab her. Oh, maybe she wasn't on it yet. They grab her, and you got five. And then um, the judge is yelling in the, you know, the sp- What's it called? The megaphone? Two-way. Or, like, you got five minutes or she's quartered. Give yourself up for the girl. Ain't she worth it? What's wrong? Is she a bad kisser or something? It's basically the climactic moment. There, somebody, he must be Thorn, lights a barrel. Yeah. Because there's all kinds of, like, every barrel in there. Oil barrels. like, he rolls a barrel, lights on a fire, and there's, it explodes all the other barrels. So I'm like... I wrote down, must be Doom Barrels. <laughs> if you ever played the video game Doom. I've seen you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you get schooled by a oh. 10-year-old. Oh. He was at least 13. He even <laughs> sung, Mama's Gonna Knock You Out. He did, and it was like 2013 or something. I know. And I he thought was, that was yeah, really... he was singing LL Cool J And then he was yelling at his grandma. 
To make him a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and he was kicking her ass. Hey, but this was not the original Doom. This was Doom 3, which is totally different. He was kicking her ass. <laughs> I killed him a few times. And the only reason why I kept watching is because <laughs> it was funny that he was talking. Uh-huh. And you weren't. No. He was talking, and he was, like, shit-talking, like, Yeah, fucker! Uh-huh. Uh, Grandma! Mama said, knock you out. Yeah. So, I was really entertained. Yeah, even I was entertained well, by that. Well, I used to go so... play Friday the 13th, and I would fuck with little kid or, yeah. like, 13-year-olds. Uh-huh. And... They would get so mad at me, like if they played Jason, and I would just run in mm-hmm. circles around them. I yeah, I was Jason one time, and apparently these people all spoke French. Mm-hmm. Who I was killing, they were they must have been stoned as hell because I they were laughing the whole time as I was like cha- like I was smashing their car and making them get out, ripping them out of the car, and they were like, <laughs> and then muttering things in French hmm. as I'm like almost murdering them, and then finally murdering them. Like it was a long ordeal. It was. I, I did a lot of shit talking, but I gained a lot of friends on there because mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted to play with me because I at least was entertaining, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I was shit talking like little you know like mm-hmm. puberty kids. I was just funny like oh you can't get me now you know like making noises at them. It's like yeah, I should do that again sometime. I know. I need to. I think about it every few days. You haven't played any game in a long time. I played Red Dead a couple well, months ago. Yeah, it was a while. Well, I'm trying to anyway. get physically healthy right now. So s- sitting for hours is probably not a good idea right now. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. So. So. So they explode the doom barrels. Mm-hmm. Which is a Good distraction. I don't remember exactly. And then he can show up to the thing and let her out of the blades. They narrowly avoid the blades at the last second. Yeah, they rolled together. Mm-hmm. And then they, they're escaping. They come to the toxic river. And then Chevy Chase says exactly the same thing as the Brazilian air said. Smells like Sao Paulo. But they avoid the, going through the river. They head to the train. Oh, I thought they did get in the river, and then they got onto the train. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I have the word avoid. That's all I have. Avoid, head to train. Then they get on the back of the train. They avoided running. the woman. The Oh. Uh, guns. Okay. The guns. And they jump on the train. And she's like, you saved my life. And then they kiss. And then, okay, I can't read my... Oh, it says, by Diane. What it looked like in my writing really fast... It looked like it said, bye, piano. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bye, piano. I was like, where did that happen? I don't remember them saying that. (laughs) No idea. It was the twins Mm -hmm. saying, bye, Diane. Mm -hmm. And they're crying as she's leaving. Yeah. Not bye, piano. Nothing to do with the piano. (laughs) And then they go to the next scene, and it's daylight. I'm calling this, I'll just give it away right now. The fake resolution. The fake resolution. It's daylight. There's a whiteboard and a marker and maps, and they're explaining to the cops where this place was and what happened. And they sound like crazy people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then there was a trap door and then this mm-hmm. and that, and, you know, and the cops are like, mm-hmm. 
Well, you're gonna have to come with us to identify. Mm-hmm. And Chevy was like, "I don't wanna." And then she's like, "No, I we will. I will." Mm-hmm. You know, like we have nothing to lose, kind of thing. So they go back to the salvage place with cops, mm-hmm. and they ring the bell, and a cat yowls. Mm-hmm. The doorbell was a cat. Yeah, yowling. Uh, is it like Flintstones, where like you pull something, it's an, actually an animal? Or no, it was just the sound. I recorded think it was just sound. the sound. And then, like this, like a billion cops with them. Uh-huh. Maybe because they're rich people. Yeah. But there's like a shit ton of cops. I mean, where the there is piles of bones there. Yeah. That they're sure they told them about. Uh, Elvin comes out, the judge, mm-hmm. and I just he's, found out his name is Elvin. And he like comes out, and he's like. Oh, I'm an old man. He's like, who are you? Yeah. Look behind. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, look behind you. There's a bee's nest. Yep. And every all the cops behind him go, hi, Judge Alvin. Yep. Like a huge crowd of cops. The coal fire rumbles. We're going to have to. And then, but the mine is about to blow. And they're like, run for your lives. And then they get into the Beamer, because there's a special fuel lock. Mm-hmm. Thorn saves her again. Mm-hmm. Everything's shaking. The outhouse falls into the earth. Their car, the Beamer, has no roof. And the whole mansion collapses into the earth, into the, into the coal fires. Mm-hmm. And then the real resolution begins. Well, and then okay. they get a shot of Dennis. Mm-hmm. But the Brazilian nearest. That's what I mean, yeah. It's with the... Yeah. Real resolution. Oh, okay. So we see Dennis with the Brazilianaires. They're in Brazil. You see the Jesus statue. And Dennis is their head of personal security. And my lover, says Ronaldo. And then we go back to the BMW with no roof being polished. And by the valet. And Thorne is having a nap mare, Diane calls it, and Diane is there. Uh, they're wa- he was like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, I guess there are a couple now. And he's like, I'm going to watch TV. And something about cooked coal, oh yeah, the, the fires cooked the coal into crude oil. Mm-hmm. The judge is still alive? Yeah. He's on TV. Mm-hmm. Talking. And the lady's like, oh, what are you going to do? And his nose is a penis again. And he's like, well, me, I have my grandson-in-law, he lives... In New York, we're going to go live with him. And he has uh, Chevy Chase's ID. Yeah. And then Chevy Chase... Chevy Chase jumps through the wall like a cartoon. Like Bugs Bunny. Cut out. Yeah. From the wall of, of his figure. Yeah. Cue the Digital Underground soundtrack, the end. Yes. <laughs> so that's nothing but trouble. Yep. <clears throat> that was it. But Dan Aykroyd had a lot of trouble. It was nothing but trouble for him. Yeah, so. Yeah. But. I th- yeah, entertaining. Right? For, I like it. I like it. I mean, it's not good, but it's like, I, kid, as a kid, you're like, wow, that was fucked up. I I thought it was great <laughs> as a kid. Uh-huh. I, and even as an adult, I was like, I love this movie. Not saying that it was written perfectly, but it, it it's entertaining. We somehow pulled a plot structure out of that. I know. 
even with their fake resolution bullshit, like a horror ending, you know, horror endings oh. are like, hey, we resolved the plot. The final girl is safe. But, uh-oh, Jason is back. Yeah. Kind of thing. It was kind of like that. And so it's like a horror movie. I honestly think it's just... I think it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think it is a cult classic, in a sense. Because... You don't see many movies like that, really. No. I like the whole trapdoor shit. <laughs> I do. I like the house that's got crazy bullshit. I mean, my house is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? And... It, like the crazy, is the scariness of the judge. Yeah. The randomness. The it's especially scary when you're younger. But like the ugliness, like all the weird makeup. And, and then the sausages. I will never forget the fucking hot yeah. dogs. Yep, the hot the dogs. stadium dogs that are just. And the twins are scary. And oh, it's, all this, it's all dark, like fire going on in the background in a salvage yard. It's a good nightmare. Yeah. And I also think. It's like a nightmare that doesn't quite make sense. No. But we made sense about it. We pulled the plot structure out of... I'm sure they were not thinking of plot structure, were they? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's mm-hmm. been in a million movies. I mean, he's never yeah. really directed and written many, mm-hmm. but I would think. Yeah. I mean, some of it... That's what I'm saying about plot structure. A lot of it, it just comes through osmosis. Like, you don't even realize you're doing it. You're just like, okay, our heroes have to go through some shit and then have a resolution at the end, you know? Um, let me double check, but another fun fact. Um, Dan Aykroyd, the cast that he wanted, most of them were in his, like, before he was famous, troupe. Okay. Like, he was in a comedy troupe in uh, Chicago. Was it, was it Second City? Yep. Oh, him too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And so I, I, Chevy Chase was one, I'm pretty sure. And John Candy was in the troop too. Let me double check. But um, This is kind of stuff I feel like we should know by now, but I don't. Yeah. I got it. Because I'm pretty sure Stephen yeah, Colbert it was, was like a. It was kind of was served to be a reunion film for his second city, okay. as in Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, John Candy, uh, Valerie Boomfield, which I think is the cop. Okay. She's been in a lot of '80s movies, and Brian Dole Murray, uh, who the player I should know this. Brian, who's Brian? I don't remember Brian. Me either. I have no idea who Brian is. Who's Brian? I have no idea. That's pretty weird. Was he one of the cops, maybe? I don't know. There's only like two cops. I don't know. It was kind of a reunion thing to have his buddies. Oh, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say earlier, we were talking about uh, Vanilla Ice. Yes. And Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Mm-hmm. So I saw an ad the other day. For the American Ninja Warrior show. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) I want to do that. No, you said, I don't remember exactly what you said. You said something like, can you picture me on that show? And I... laughed. (laughs) I work out four or five times a week. And I believe in myself. <laughs> Maybe more than I should. 
Well, this is coming from the person who walked into a room and said, I'm taller than everyone here. And I said, that's because everyone is sitting down because they were. <laughs> you were really happy about that. You were the tallest person in the room for a second. never happens. Until I... <laughs> it never happens. I just crushed you. You do. You're a dream crusher. I'm sorry that you didn't realize everyone was sitting down. <laughs> I thought I was taller than you one time. Yeah. I tried to argue about it and then physical evidence. Um, yeah, truthiness. So Jason's my dream crusher. <laughs> just trying to help you. <laughs> just make sense of the world. I could do it someday. Someday, if you really, really spend some years training. Yeah, I mean... That's not easy. Like, people who are like... My butt's really sore right now from exercising <laughs> today. I did a lot. And my back muscles... My legs have been fine lately, but they usually hurt me. So when you say, go ninja, go ninja, go... It reflected of when you laughed at my dream. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you just suddenly wanted to be on Ninja Warrior, which you've seen like twice, probably. I, I prefer uh, we just American wanna... Gladiators. Yeah, right? I remember American Gladiators. Oh, I just shit. want to wear one of the costumes. Oh, man, that was crazy. Because they had special people. I want to hit people It was with great because thing. they were against you. It was like these yeah. like bodybuilder types were f- trying to stop you the whole time. I know. That's, that's I, I want to be on that show. So crazy bad. show! I remember that. And then you laughed at my muscles. I wasn't laughing at your muscles. I was laughing at the fact that you need constant validation about your muscles. <laughs> I got some good arm muscles going. I'm very proud of them. I'm pretty proud. Yeah, well, they're fine. I was just and laughing can- at your. Keep mentioning it all the time and reflexing in front of me. (laughs) You're flexing right now. (laughs) I'm trying to make them dance. It's not working. I need to get a hula girl tattoo now. (laughs) I can flex my butt muscles. I've been trying to do that. Alternate them. Yeah, and like do 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 like with like. Beethoven. Do, 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 do. I, I, I thought that was a talent that I didn't know I had. I'm doing it right now, though. <laughs> I've been fat for a long time, so it's been nice. I've been out of shape. Oh, speaking of one of the reasons why, and this will air afterwards, probably a month or two afterwards. Mm-hmm. From today is I have a show Sunday. Yeah. I, I uh, am hula hooping. Dakota toe babies. Potato babies. I'm been for a few years hula hooping for them, and our biggest show yet is Sunday, and it's the thirtieth anniversary of Potato Babies, mm. and fifty years of Festival of Arts in Grand Rapids. So yes. it's a really really big show. I guess it's going to be bigger than any year before. And so 
one of the reasons why I've been exercising even more is so I don't die on stage. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm about to. What are you doing? I'm looking up things. We're, we're recording a podcast. I was hoping I could use this, but apparently I can't. Yeah, okay, Second City. Yes, that's my was my point. Okay. The characters in this Jason's other... Jason's texting. I know. <laughs> I'm, uh, characters in this other podcast that I've been listening to were also from Second City. I was just verifying that Yeah. to myself. Well, I'm glad you... You know, took some time in our podcast and recording. Nobody could have told. Nobody would know. Well, now they do. <laughs> Anything exciting? You got the, uh, what you might call it? Oh, belt. the dodecahedron of dumb ideas I finally actually made. Yes. So the next episode will be a brain breeze. With the, and yeah. you can see it on Instagram. We have an Instagram, yes. uh, Plotting Away podcast. Plotting Along. Plotting along, sorry. Wow, <laughs> Rachel. And uh, we also have a Twitter. I've never been on our Twitter. I I'm, I don't know if I've ever been on Twitter, period. Oh, well, <laughs> we have a Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Um, I'm thinking about doing a YouTube channel. I do, if we get more views and I get more religious mm-hmm. about editing and releasing these yeah. and advertising because I really need to advertise these more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of uh, beating seasonal depression. It's just starting to get warm. and Allergies. Allergies, taking care of myself physically, and, I don't know, sleep. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do want to start a Patreon soon, but mm-hmm. I want to wait until we get enough uh, followers um, with a Patreon. If you don't know, you can pay any amount you want. You get exclusive episodes, exclusive stuff, specials. I want to start doing live streams eventually. Mm-hmm. I might be speaking a little ahead right now, but yeah. I want to do stuff like that. Right. And I was going to say something and I forgot. You're going to say, Rachel, your muscles are beautiful. Yeah, that too. My butt muscles. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think my butt muscles are beautiful? What was I going to say? Oh, wow! <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what I was trying to think of. <laughs> um, I thought you were avoiding answering no, that. No, I'm really trying to think of something <laughs> that I was just thinking moments ago. You mentioned Patreon. Yeah. Oh, and it's just the thing that every podcast mentions at the end of every episode. Please rate our podcast. That too. Uh, we also only if, five stars, please. Yeah, if you if yeah. you want to rate it, don't even bother. Don't bother. Go go uh, go do something else with your time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting out. We're still noobs. Mm-hmm. We're very noob. We're newbies. Um. I th- like a lot of them don't even allow you to review. Like um, Google Play doesn't even allow you to. Yeah, but I, I don't iTunes even care. or Apple Podcast, whatever it's called, does. Yeah. Well, so. I I never rated rated one, and I listen to podcasts <clears throat> myself. Same same thing. I but I feel guilty about not doing so. Well, see, that what I listen to, they don't need a rating, right? Because last podcast on the left, 
that I love very much. Well, in, in lieu of my negligence about doing that, I'll just say a couple of ones that might need it. It would be the Hapless Heroes D&D podcast. And, I've heard a few episodes. It's really good. And um, campaign podcast. It's like Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons, yep. which is the people from Second City that I was, why I was looking that up. And also, you cannot improv, follow... Improv people. This is promote hour now. and They're not paying us at all. No, just, they're not. I just, I just like them. Yeah. Um, Jason has a D&D campaign, and he's been releasing photos on his personal page on uh, Instagram of the characters mm-hmm. in his campaign. And they're pretty funny. Uh, I, I play two characters, because yes. I am a character, and I'm more than one character at times. <laughs> I played Donna, the... Donna Gruel, the half-orc monk. Yep. Um, and then I play a hippie chick who's a cleric. Uh, no, you're a not druid. Cleric. You're druid. a druid. Sorry. M- Moonbeam. Moonbeam. The elven druid. Yep. And so I have fun with those characters, making voices and doing weird Can you give us a little bit of the voices? Oh, man. Um, well, what would Moonbeam normally talk about? So, guys... You know, I think there's too much negative energy right now, and it's really messing up with my chakras. And so I think we all should just take a moment and put this quartz. And if you just stick that crystal in your butt after you charge it with the sun... Oh, you're going to have to roll for dexterity on that. I know. (laughs) But that's Moonbeam, pretty much. Mm -hmm. She's always trying to stick crystals in her orifices and... (laughs) She tries to uh, charge her anus in the sun and mm. fun stuff. I haven't heard that one yet. Uh-oh. Well, I thought about it. I don't know. If that oh. <laughs> You're saving that for uh, yeah. next. Yeah. And she's a hippie chick that pisses off our rogue a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Donna is a monk who's an orc. Mm-hmm. And she's clumsy, but she's... She's actually not clumsy when she has to be... But when she's drinking at the bar, which is every... She got laid, though. Oh, yeah, she did. She took Moonbeam's man. Yeah, Moonbeam rolled a one. Yeah, natural one. On this guy at a bar. And then Donna went to him, and I forgot, can I tug on that sausage or kibasa? I think it was kibasa. That's all. Yeah, I, she might have rolled a natural 20. Yeah. She did. And yeah. she said, I want to tug on your kibasa. Yeah. And she got laid. And... At stable or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. She probably took a poop afterwards. She's pretty crass. But there's some fun characters. Yeah. We're playing. Yeah, we're play real D&D. Mm-hmm. And what else do we have? I know we were going to talk about something, and then we, like, well, let's save that for later. For general muckery. Yeah. And I don't remember. It was early while we were recording. Yes. I'm not sure. Well, well, let's just... This should probably came before the our random stuff. Um, but what do we think of this movie in general? I already said it. I, ten thumbs up. <laughs> ten thumbs up. <laughs> Every finger's a thumb. Look how fat my fingers are. They're pretty much thumbs. Okay. I, we did probably pretty much cover it. Not good, but still entertaining. It's it's memor- memorable in its weirdness. It's better than Amelie. Well, we're probably gonna have to watch that then, because you keep bringing it up out of nowhere. I hate that fucking. And movie. also mispronouncing it completely. I don't give a fuck. 
I don't give a fuck. It's about well, a... Well, okay. Also, here, we were not originally going to watch Nothing But Trouble. We were originally going to watch Amadeus. Amadeus. Yeah. We both agreed it's a good movie, and we're going to watch it and review it. Mm-hmm. But our video store does not carry it. We're like, well, yeah, I guess it's... Family video. Yeah. And they so have CBD oil now. That family video? Yeah. You know, see the whole selection of CBD oils and cell phones? I saw the cell phones. Yeah. They sell CBD oil and cell phones, too, now. That's cool. And, um... Do they have porn still? I don't... They... Probably. Yeah. Maybe that's the only thing that's keeping them in business. <laughs> it's got to be the only thing that's keeping them in business. Well, there, you can everybody's, get it for free on the internet. True. And then you don't have to show up to like the people that work there every day. Yeah, like and oh, who know what you're getting. Half a granny, you know. <laughs> it always baffled me how that worked, but uh, but we also how tried to no how family video works. How family video? Yeah, especially now when everybody watch anything at any time. We also tried to rent it on Amazon. We're like, well, it's got to be on Amazon. We can, we'll pay the exorbitant price to rent Amadeus. Great movie. They don't even have it. No, not for streaming. No. Buy it. We're going to have to buy it, I guess. Yeah, you can buy it. Like, if it's like $5 or less, I'll totally buy it. But, like, I'm sure you will be. I'm not so sure anymore. It depends on Because, like, I've looked up DVDs before, and, like, everyone wants to sell them for, like, $16.99. I'm like, no. No, why can't I just go to a yard sale and get something for two bucks? Well, it's always scratch or there's the wrong movie in there. Well, sometimes. But sometimes it's <laughs> fine. Remember that it, time you fine. bought uh, at Goodwill, you bought a Toadies album and there was nothing in it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There was yeah. no CD, like none CDs. So then we just listened to it on Spotify and it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, I already paid for Spotify. Might as well. It's one of the physical copy, I guess. Yeah, so I, we were at I, I miss having physical copies of things because we I, found a Fugazi tape mm-hmm. at a thrift store once. I found Smith's "Louder Than Bombs" cassette tape at Value Land. Years, yeah, but that, years that was ago. a long time ago. I'm talking Still. about not that long ago. We found a Fugazi tape. Mm-hmm. I forgot which album, mm-hmm. and we found Patty Smith. Horses mm-hmm. CD the same day. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? Who died? One of our friends died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go check the obituaries. Mm-hmm. One of our friends died mm-hmm. because there's some cool shit at our local thrift shop. <laughs> and we're like, oh. It was like uh, my friend Alex, he went to Goodwill one day and he found an Of Montreal t shirt and well, uh, whack trucks. Which oh, is a local band. So you thought from, you, were, you were dead. He's like, I'm worried about... He sent me a picture. He said, I'm worried about your mental health. Please tell me you're okay. Yeah. He thought I died or something. That is exactly you, too. <laughs> I know. He thought something bad happened to me because mm-hmm. it was at a... First, and, and if you know anything about our town, there's not that many... There's, there's only seven or eight thrift stores. Yeah, well, there's a lot of thrift stores, but there's not, like, a we're not as cultured as many big cities, and we're not as, uh, we're known for our murder rates and, like... You're always bragging. 
That's bragging? Mm-hmm. I know. We're trying to beat Chicago. We almost beat them per capita in murder. I don't know about Chicago. We probably beat Detroit now. We do. Or a couple years ago. I don't know what it is this year. I've been boycotting all news. We're definitely in general muckery. We're just talking about nothing right now. We are. <laughs> People who like movies, let's just talk about us. We're interesting. <laughs> We're so interesting. My mom told me it was special. Thinks I'm a catch. Um, a popular. There you go. <laughs> uh, what's the name of that band? Not, not a, a sir. Not a sir. Yes. Not a sir. This is how old we are, too. So yeah. uh, I was talking about VHSs I had when I moved out of, like, when I first became a real adult. I'm glad that we... And those movies were probably, like, ten years plus. At that time, yeah. At that time. So I'm glad that we saved this bullshit section yes. session for the end. At least we had the presence of mind. For that. I mean, we do take a lot of detours and tangents. There but was something I did want to talk about, but I can't remember. Hmm. There was something about the movie. It was. So I was trying to save it until the end because I knew I was going to rant and rave. No, not about Tupac Shakur. Mm-mm. Not about the Twin Towers. Tupac's not dead. He's in the Bahamas right now. He's a hologram. So like in the Star Wars universe, it's, you might as well be alive. He was actually just FaceTiming. He was in the Bahamas. Mm. No, I, I listen to a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't believe them necessarily, but I mm-hmm. I like weird shit. Oh, I know another thing I wanted to mention. If you do like us, you do listen to us. Um, right now, we're trying to stick to like classic stuff for t- <laughs> last night because I kind of talked Jason into this movie. I did. Uh-huh. I had been talking about it for a long time. And we write lists. We write lists like, hey, here's some movies I want to do. And every list I have has nothing but trouble. <laughs> and what about Bob? <laughs> I love what about Bob. Love it. What about Bob? I've seen it so many times. That's the only reason I am avoiding it. I saw it. it. I saw it at Harbor. I I think I saw it at the cinema. Mm. Oh, you you spend the extra money. I think I saw it with my parents. Yeah. And then I also saw Groundhog's Day at the cinema with my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mom likes a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mary, in case you listen. Everybody's got their own taste, I suppose. Um, what I was saying is we get send us a message if you have a like a movie that you think it would be good for us. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll take some... Um, we, we argue all the time what movie we're going to watch next. This has been a problem lately. At first, we could agree on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And we probably already know the next one we want to do. We just didn't want to do two westerns in a row. Or we don't want to do two. I mean, we accidentally mm-hmm. kind of did two Stephen Kings in a row. Mm-hmm. Not in a row, but close to each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, based on Stephen King. And we're trying to, like, spread it out. Uh, eventually, we want to do a couple things here. We want to do... I'll probably edit some of this, too, so don't worry. But... We want to eventually 
um, do bad movies, B-movies, not bad, but B-movies, which, you know, is kind of my, like, here and there, randomly. I was just, I was just thinking, you you were referring to my face I was making. What my face was saying was, we just did one. <laughs> oh, no, that, that, that movie deserved Academy Award, okay? Well, we also did, secretly, uh, Kazam. Yes, and that will be on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. We did it live. Uh, that Maybe was, we'll do occasional ones for Patreon. If Rachel smokes enough weed, she'll watch anything, so... Mm-hmm. But we have some things in our list, but we'll take suggestions. We will. Is what we're trying... Well, we took ten minutes to say. Yes. Well, also, I want to say that we want to do a couple different segments to, to kind of change things around. Yes. Um, experiment. Uh, we're going to... Our friends, uh, Katana and Mongoose. That's what we were going to talk about. Oh, okay. Katana and Mongoose, the backstory. Yes. So, Katana and Mongoose. I call them Mongoose and Katana. Well, I call them <laughs> Katana and Mongoose. Anyway, explain... N- Ninja Cobras is the name of their gang. Yes, and Mongoose is leader of the Ninja Cobras. I was calling them Cobra Ninjas. We never decided if they're Ninja Cobras or Cobra Ninjas. Well, we but, we had to be careful because GI Joe uh-huh. had Cobra Ninjas. Mm-hmm. So I was worried about that. But it's totally different. They're more like uh, it, bad guys from. The Final Fight arcade game, or any '80s movie. They're where they're, punks. they're cool New York street gang. That's what they are. Yeah, they got chains. They got anyway knives. They're, they're like katanas. They're friends of ours. Yes, and they want to do movies too. And we were like, "No, that's not a good idea." But they threatened us, so yeah. we might have to let them do one. They're sometime. gonna, yeah. They threatened. They have lives. chains, yeah, and like spiked gloves, yeah, and they're kind of scary. Brass knuckles and yeah. katanas, neck tattoos, yeah. Uh, katana has some sweet shorts, so. Mm-hmm. But. And she has a katana. And she has a shirt that says sweet. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do a movie review. I don't know. Like, if we'll pick one for them or we'll take They'll suggestions. Beat them up. Uh, They'll beat us up. And yeah, just... maybe our viewers should pick a movie for. But, I mean, maybe the viewers should get to know. They are. Mongoose and Katana first before they pick them. Yeah. We'll let them decide on a movie first, and then after that, maybe the viewers will decide. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, don't fuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're... They're bad people. They're bad people, <laughs> but they're our friends. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um... <laughs> So probably some silly ones from from them here and mm-hmm. there. Maybe some trauma. Maybe some John Waters. Maybe some old school eighties. Probably mostly eighties stuff. Eighties, yeah. Or just you know a romance movie for them. Oh, I don't know. Mongoose would be about that. Exactly why it'd be entertaining. Mm. But he might break things. Yeah, I don't want him to break my TV. Yeah. But this has been uh, really haphazard. 
Yes. General muckery. But we'll take suggestions. Yeah. And um, talk to y'all later. Yes. Have a good night. Or day. Or morning. Whenever you listen to this. Thank <laughs> you.